Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Sandy Almendares, Content Director. Hi, Sandy here. Jumping in before we get to the meat of this podcast to note that we recorded this in early February when we thought Rick Collins would be speaking at Supply Side East in April. However, that show was canceled due to concerns around COVID-19. So instead of an in-person presentation, Rick will be speaking on the Supply Side Education Series webinar, CBD and Sports Nutrition, on July 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern. For more information and to register, go to naturalproductsinsider.com. Welcome to a Healthy Insider Podcast. I am Sandy and I am excited to have Rick Collins on the phone. Rick is a partner at Collins, Gann, McCloskey, and Barry, and he is the president of the Nassau County Bar Association. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for having me on the show. As I mentioned, he is a partner at Collins, Gann, McCloskey, and Barry, and he is a former Nassau County Assistant District Attorney. Currently, he is the president of the Nassau County Bar Association, where he earned the President's Award in 2001. He has also earned an AV rating by the Martindale Hubble Directory of Lawyers. He's listed in the Bar Register of Preeminent Lawyers. He can practice law in New York, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Texas, the District of Columbia, and several other courts. Um, But the main reason why we have him here on this podcast is because he is a recognized legal authority on anabolic steroids and other sports related performance enhancing substances. So not that CBD is a performance enhancing substance, or maybe it is depending on how you look at it, but why do you think so many athletes are interested in using and promoting CBD? Well, first, let me thank you for that uh, wonderful introduction, most most appreciated. Um, and yes, a, a lot of what I do involves athletes. So uh, performance is big for athletes. Um, certainly the dark side is, is anabolic steroids and things like that. But I also represent a lot of companies in the sports nutrition category. So I'm very familiar with the sports nutrition market. Um, which, as you probably know, traditionally has has sold kind of aggressiveness, you know, in-your-face marketing, you know, terms like, you know, animal, uh, monster, beast, ripped, shredded, jacked. You know, those are the sorts of ways that sports nutrition products have t- traditionally been sold. And so when we talk about CBD, I think uh, it's been somewhat of a late bloomer in the category of sports nutrition. Maybe it was just too soy uh, for the market for a while or was seen that way uh, because of its its cannabis uh, connection. Um, but I think that that's changing now, and we're seeing more sports nutrition consumers gravitating uh, to CBD, um, more of the on-the-go soccer dads, active lifestylers are starting to say, hey, CBD might be something that, um, that might be good for me. And um, we're seeing it, I think, because of uh, the connection of CBD to the sorts of concerns that consumers in the sports nutrition category have, have typically, you know, looked at. Uh, recovery, certainly. Uh, inflammation, 
um, pain after a workout, po- you know, post-workout uh, delayed muscle soreness, uh, but also things like focus um, and concentration for pre-workout uh, products. So we're seeing more and more products hitting the sports nutrition market. And, uh, and you probably have seen, too, that some big names in sports have attached themselves to CBD. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, a uh, former New England Patriot, uh, announced a, um, a CBD line uh, or a product that um, is going to be a, a topical. Um, and Terrell Davis, uh, you know, Denver Bronco, two-time Super Bowl champion, is advocating for NFL players to be able to use CBD um, and is actually the co-founder of a CBD-infused uh, sports drink. So, so we're seeing that. And then I don't know if you saw the news last week, but but the biggest news, and I'll cover all of this more in the lecture. But did you see that Sports Illustrated has just announced it's getting into the CBD business? I did not see that. <sighs> well, it just came out last week, uh, which would have been unthinkable uh, a few years ago, but Sports Illustrated is actually coming out with, uh, announced it's coming out with a limited edition CBD recovery cream targeting the active, health-conscious, lifestyle sports folks. So, um, so yes, but finally, I think uh, the the sports nutrition category is recognizing CBD, and so if you're in the sports nutrition space, you you might want to start looking at it. Um, uh, even though, as you know, as I'll go into in great detail in in the lecture, the FDA has some major major concerns about it. Does Sports Illustrated offer other types of products like this? It's, I guess they're, they're uh, partnering with a, uh, a brand that um, is going to um, have uh, a number of different SKUs over time, but the first one is going to be the recovery cream. So, um, so it's, it's big news, um, and um, even though, you know, when we look at sports, obviously, um, you know, not all sports even allow CBD to um, to be uh, you know used, and some of them test for it, and it's it's not permitted. Although, also, I don't know if you saw the news last month about Major League Baseball and uh, CBD. You're testing me. <laughs> I am indeed. You see, so now if the listeners haven't been keeping up on the news, they absolutely must come to this lecture because. Look, the CBD market is changing day by day. Almost every day there's some news, and I will make sure that my lecture is up to date on what's going on. But just last month, Major League Baseball removed, ready for this, removed cannabis from its drugs of abuse list. And that is marijuana, that's THC, that's CBD. We're talking Major League Baseball. I mean, huge, huge news, um, and it was it was basically because of concerns about growing addiction to to opiates. You know, I mean, the the, the opiate crisis is is hitting everybody, including sports, and so uh, the league, uh, in in association with the players' union, basically announced that uh, they were changing the rules, and the, they will still test for 
um, but um, but will change the way they deal with marijuana-related conduct, and that would include CBD. So basically, um, it's going to be uh, much more focused on um, getting uh, the players to work out a treatment plan if they need it and things like that, rather than just straight-up punishment. So that's you know the the CBD and and cannabis uh, rules in sports are changing all the time. Um, a lot of people in NFL, uh, you know, former NFL players, uh, are saying that you know football should have a similar policy, and that it would be a, a big step forward in managing chronic pain. Um, and we all know that there are those who are very critical of football, American football, um, in you know, with respect to head injuries and um, and traumatic brain injuries that uh, result from from the, the violence of play. But uh, NFL, just so we're clear, NFL continues to ban CBD. So if you're um, in sports and you're interested in CBD, you really do have to know the rules of the sport that you're in. CBD is not uh, on the list of the World Anti-Doping Agency or the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency anymore. So CBD has been removed as a prohibited substance from Olympic sports and, and sports that fall under WADA. Uh, so that's that's also uh, big news. That was just a couple of years ago, um, and now maybe others uh, other sports will will adapt. But um, so far, NFL hasn't, NBA hasn't, uh, hockey league hasn't. Um, so uh, lots of uh, lots of doings there. So you mentioned some topical, um, and then there, of course there are. Supplements are huge with CBD. So can you talk about the difference in risk for the different types of CBD products geared toward athletes? Okay. So um, FDA, and and we can talk about the farm bill in detail, but I think that's a little beyond the scope. I want to stick kind of specific to sports. Um, but, But the bottom line is that FDA has specifically articulated, repeatedly said, that CBD is not a dietary ingredient. It's not a food additive. It's not a dietary supplement ingredient. You can't put it in um, a vitamin. You can't put it in a supplement product. And so, and the rationale for that, you know, has to do with uh, a drug that's on the market and and other things. But um, but the bottom line is FDA has specifically talked about supplements. It has not really looked at um, or articulated topical skin care issues, cosmetics. Cosmetics are regulated on a lower level of scrutiny than dietary supplements. And so um, that's one of the reasons why we see a lot of these sports nutrition um, um, issues uh, in, in sports um, uh, that it's taken a while to be adopted there, but we're seeing more in the way of cosmetics um, and creams and topicals, because I think that uh, particularly the, the bigger companies feel that that's significantly less risk than it would be for, um, for a dietary supplement. But when we talk about risks for sports nutrition products uh, containing CBD um, or for any CBD product marketed to athletes, the risks, I think, are both greater and lesser, believe it or not, uh, than if uh, to the generalized CBD market. Um, I think they're lesser in the sense that um, there's probably less talk about disease claims 
with sports nutrition products. I mean, most of the most athletes, people in sports, um, disease uh, is not so much what they're concerned about. Performance, feeling feeling better, having more energy, that type of stuff, um, more better focus is is typically more of the sports nutrition category. So. Uh, disease claims are really what has gotten a lot of CBD uh, marketers in trouble, saying things, you know, anything that's a drug claim, uh, a um, curing or treating or mitigating or preventing a disease is what's going to get you a warning letter. So in sports nutrition, there'll probably be less of that. So in a sense, the risks are a a little bit lower um, other than maybe you know, inflammation from exercise or things like that, uh, which might spill over to to more, you know, less specific inflammation and just uh, than than sports related. Um, but I think the risks are also greater in sports nutrition because a lot of the people who have active lifestyles and or who are involved in competitive sports. Um, may be more likely to be drug tested than the average person, and that's where. CBD in a sports product can cause bigger problems because if there's a small amount of THC in that product or at some point maybe with uh, accumulated use, there's enough there for somebody to test positive um, for a sports in, in, a, in a sports doping test. And, and there you've got uh, a risk to the consumer and potentially a lawsuit for the company. So what do you think is the path forward for industry to push for legal CBD product recognition? I mean, should this be through FDA or Congress or some other path? Well, uh, you probably were watching like I was back at the end of May of last year when uh, the FDA held a public hearing. Uh, you had over 100 speakers kind of talking about um, safety data information uh, about uh, CBD and the CBD market. And, you know, a lot of people came away from that with the concern about whether uh, there's enough research for regarding dosing and, and, you know, side effects and drug interactions and, you know, use by certain populations, whether it's adolescents or pregnant women or what have you, and, and what the science is. So um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is the science needs to be done. There needs to be more research done by industry so that FDA has the information it needs in order to establish safe levels for different populations um, and move forward uh, with with regulation. Um, the other thing I think that industry needs to do is is really police itself better. I mean, the disease claims, the drug claims are a black eye on the CBD, CBD industry. There has to be less of that. We need to stop that. Um, we need to make sure that uh, GMPs are followed. There's been some concern about uh, GMPs and good manufacturing practice um, uh, compliance in this market. And so industry needs to step up. Um, Look, Congress is doing its best, I think, and there are some bills out there to try to begin to move forward 
a um, some type of legislative uh, approach to allowing CBD, um, but I don't know if that can really happen unless and until FDA has the information it needs in order to set out the, you know, to, to dispel any, some of the safety concerns and to uh, help them to set forth what are uh, established safe levels. Well, thank you so much, Rick, for joining me on this podcast. Well, thanks, Sandy. And a reminder that Rick Collins will be speaking on the Supply Side Education Series webinar, CBD and Sports Nutrition, on July 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Go to naturalproductsinsider.com to register and get more information.